0: What is has happened to Chicago Bears fans? This is Team Formation Conversation. I'm your host, Lester Wolfong, and just like I have all season long, I am joined by Dr. Mason West to help us out here with the injury report. Mason, how's it going today?
1: Not too bad. You know, I, I was in Disney last week, so this whole week I've been sluggish, but energy's back up, ready to talk about some injuries. So you're there for how many days in Disney? We were there for five park days, uh, and one transition, kind of a rest day in between, and then just had you know travel days on either end. A lot, a lot of you've mentioned on, on the
0: pre-show, a lot of exercise, a lot of walking, a lot of drinking as well. So that that's always fun.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things you can't go into that without a little prep. I mean, I think the month or two before, I make sure myself and my wife are ready to go, both for the drinking and the the walking. So.
0: So we just had Halloween. So their haunted mansion is this still a really big deal? I know when I was younger, I n- I never been to Disney, but I've always heard about haunted mansion, and it's like uh, it's an experience. Did you go to haunted mansion when you were out there?
1: Oh yeah, I think uh, so. We did Magic Kingdom two different days, and we went okay twice on both days, and then we did the not so spooky that night. I mean, it was like an hour wait uh, that that evening. I mean, it's it's still a big thing.
0: You said not so spooky. So is it like are there parts of it that's really like? really frightening or is this oh, all no, no, like no. that's
1: just what they call their special like halloween uh, evening thing just to make sure everyone was like oh, by the way your kids can come to this it's not it's not for scary nice nice all right
0: so before we get into the actual injury report and, and like i said it's going to be a short one you know two weeks ago there was no injury report so there was no T information conversation last week i did real quick uh but just to audio just the podcast only because you know i do not need to see my face on a stream here um but this week another short one but let's let's really quick talk about Cody White here, uh, he had a knee injury uh, about five weeks ago. Uh, he was just today activated off of the IR. He was in his three-week window. They just opened it, and he's already ready to go. So the injury report came out. He's not on the report. So that tells you that he is as 100% as a pro football player can be at this time of the year. But he's not on the report. But I know, I know you broke down that knee injury quite a bit when it happened. Do you feel he's going to be in a good place to just slide right back in and start at left guard?
1: oh yeah i would say so um when we f- first saw it when i broke it down like i was guessing it was going to be maybe like a pcl injury maybe a little lcl that lateral collateral ligament involved just because of how it happened Um, uh, but just it's like a grade one grade two really strain was what we're thinking if it was a uh, grade three or grade, if it was a grade four it would that be surgery grade three would be a little bit longer uh, but yeah simple grade two especially with the position he's at i mean you're probably going to see a brace on that knee just so that there's not a buckling or anything of that nature and then playing guard you know, he doesn't need as much of the stability that one of those ligaments would give you just in terms of the movement that he does and some of the, the way that they do their run game as well. It's, you know, you're not seeing Cody Whitehair book it out at too often on a lot of the polls and things of that nature. So he he should be ready ready to go. No problems.
0: So with Cody Whitehair back, that's obviously a good thing. Michael Schofield now is probably going to go back to the bench, but I thought he played pretty good in his last couple games. How about you? Did you like the way he played?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where the last couple of games, you didn't see a ton of those, oh, my God, look out moments coming right up the middle at Justin, which really, you know, whenever you talk to any quarterback or quarterback coach, that's the pressure that kills you, right? Not not as much the edge pressure. So I was worried a little bit, but the entire time he was in there, I was, he was fine. I mean, it wasn't like rock star amazing, but he was fine.
0: It's funny when you talk about the interior O-line here's a guy in Schofield who the Bears picked up, obviously, before camp. He was around for most of camp, had a rough preseason game against, you know, one of the better DTs in the game, Chris Jones. Bears cut him, right? Mm -hmm. He's just out of work for a few weeks, not even on a practice squad, just out of work. And the Bears have some issues. They bring him back. And then, you know, a few weeks later, there he is starting for a couple weeks. And he looks like a solid professional guard, which is kind of interesting. Um, The Bears have one other player here who is on the – Injury reserve. He is actually in, right now is the second week of his 21-day practice window, and that is Byron Pringle. Uh, so it's been a little over a month now. He got hurt in the Houston Texans game. Uh, he injured his calf, uh, but you figure a strain, a pull, something. You know, again, it's over a month now, and he's still not able to be activated. You know, what's your take on the type of injury that Pringle has right now?
1: So, yeah, I would think it's a calf strain uh, if it was anything more than that. Again, like a a more robust tear-tear. First of all, you would have seen it more on the field. It would have been more obvious. And second of all, he wouldn't be back in this window as it is. Uh, When you compare the two, so when you talk about ligament versus muscle, you can have the same grade. Let's say they're both twos for the sake of argument. The difference is muscle is contractile, right? Muscle controls everything, the bones, and they're the main shock absorbers of force. So if you have a problem with the muscle, that's going to be much more robust in terms of what you're worried about versus the ligament. Like the ligament is secondary. It provides passive stability. So that's why some that uh, white hair can come back with a similar grade, even though for compared to the soft tissue that Byron Prinkle would be dealing with. And then when you talk about calf, I mean, that is a powerhouse. You really need the calf for explosion. Your route running, which Byron Prinkle obviously has to do. It's a totally different conversation. It's more similar to the Nikhil Harry. Injury when he came back from the hamstring strain, you know, and he took a while, right, to come back in the first place. Uh, with so, with some of the stuff he was dealing with, um, and really, like, we, again, soft tissue versus joint and uh, ligament, very, very different.
0: So, we're talking just rest. I mean, there's nothing really could do for that. I mean, you know, just there's not much Pringle can do. You can't play till the calf is ready to go. It's just a matter of he has to rest, he has to wait, he has to make sure there's no uh, no, 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 no tinge in it. Like, like when he's running, he can't feel nothing because you don't want, want it to pull again or strain again, right?
1: Right, exactly. I mean, if you're having pain in any soft tissue injury, whether you're talking about hamstring, calf, you're any that's showing that there's still disorganization of those fibers that are going to be that are be in the muscle there. Yeah, you, you have to be cl- clear on that. The other thing with that too is. You know you do need this time this window to ramp up you really need that to yeah. be able to run the routes to explode and have the, the eccentric control or basically the the slow lengthening of that cast muscle otherwise you're asking for you know either a re restraining of it or even something more robust where it gets into that full complete tear thought process Nice, nice. So,
0: so he is practicing. Like I said, this he is in his second week of the of the twenty one week window. So, like like Mixon's saying, he's out there going through routes. He's actually running. He's getting to ramp up. So, uh, it's it's going to happen. I mean, they wouldn't have uh, activated him now if they didn't think he was close. So, it, it, it could still happen tomorrow. They could activate him uh, on Saturday. Um, but if not, then I, I'm expecting we're going to probably see him the following week. So, so so with all those guys, those are the two guys we had to get get out of the way here. But let's let's go over the actual report. And, bam, there it is again. I got the fancy uh, screen here for you guys watching on Second City Gridiron. The Chicago Bears, they had a couple guys with a hip injury um earlier in the week. Kyler Gordon, Eddie Jackson, they both came off the report. Larry Borum was on there with a concussion. He came off the report. And then today, Tyree Carter, rookie O lineman, pops up with an illness, and he's listed as questionable. Honestly, I don't think he's going to play regardless because with Cody Whitehair now active, that gives them 10 offensive linemen. So they're going to probably have him deactivated. Um, but let's talk about really quick, Larry Borum coming right. off a con- concussion. And I know when, when he first was popped up on the report with concussion, it was after the game two weeks ago, after the Patriots game. And I saw some fans saying, "How how is this possible? He was fine and he played all the snaps in the game. How does he have a concussion now? Sometimes concussions, you don't feel the symptoms till later. Is that, this is true, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, basically the post-concussive syndrome. So there's a couple of things that could go on here, right? I mean, you're playing football, you're banging heads all the time. It's entirely possible that he just thought like, hey, I got, I just have a little bit of a headache. I have a little bit of neck pain. I mean, things like that. It'd be, if you've played the game, you know, you have that and you don't go all the way to concussion. The other option is there wasn't anything. And like I said, there's that kind of that secondary latent concussive syndromes that come on, whether, again, it's concussion, So right, whether it's headache, whether it's the dizziness, the light sensitivity, things of that nature. So it's not always cut and dry as you have a concussion, boom, you're done.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And then uh, a lot of it is like the the repetitive blows. I mean, it could, there, there may not have been one actual hit that did it. It just could have been, you know, a, a bunch of hits, and my dog is starting to bark over there. Uh, so it could just be a bunch of hits, and then, uh, like you said, you feel it a little later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about the numbers of some of the concussion numbers that we've been seeing over the years and when they really did start finally cracking down, uh, a lot of the people that were having the most were the guys in the trenches, the offensive and defensive linemen. And that's because they are the ones getting the contact the most, just the little wiggles. And the way they always look at it is, you know, take like an egg in a jar and shake that jar up. It is the brain just rattling around within that jar. I mean, just imagine like it doesn't have to be giant shake every time. If you do little ones over and over and over again, that could be just as detrimental. And that's one of the other things you want to highlight when it comes to labor. I'm like, yes, he was a full participant on Friday. But those Friday practices are very different than the Wednesday and Thursday ones. So he could have very easily yeah, been a full participant. But let's say they want they were going to do the more traditional like full out Thursday one, he still couldn't have done it. So I wouldn't mark him for sure. Like playing this weekend, you still want to keep an eye on what that's going to look like.
0: Exactly. And that's actually Coach Eberflus talked about it at his press conference today. He said he's not ready to make a decision. He was starting at right tackle since this was Barham's first time back. Uh, Riley Reef, of course, started uh, the last week, and I-, I thought he looked pretty good. He looked like a professional right tackle should. He's a he's a 9, 10-year vet. You know, I didn't think he, he gave up much pressure. I did have him uh, ding for half a sack allowed in the game when I went back and looked at the sack watch. But overall... I thought he played pretty good, and I would not be mad if they let him start. I understand wanting to get the young guy out there. You know, this is a a year where they're trying to kind of see what they got, and mm-hmm. and, and with with a guy like Reef, we know who he is. I mean, he he's he's not going to be here next season, but I don't know, man. I think uh, you know if if he's a little better as a pass blocker, you know, perhaps we'll let him play because now Justin Fields has a little more time back there.
1: I was going to say the same exact thing, where. I mean, you wanted to see what Larry Borum had. You know what this year is, right? It's about development, and and you you're gonna you learn the best through through doing. So they were hoping Larry Borum would grow and and kind of like mold into that role. And then when you put, you know, what you're gonna get out of a Riley Reef, you're gonna get some solid play. But is it superstar play? Like no, like you said, he did give up half a sack. But at this point in time, maybe that's what you're good with. You you just want someone there that's going to hold down the four and help Justin get through the rest of this year.
0: Yeah. A lot of fans are split on Borum. Um, I, I just see, I, I've always seen him as more of a swing tackle guy. He could develop into be a, a starter, but you know, like, like most backups when he's in there and that's, how I think he should be a backup. He struggles against guys that are pretty good. I mean, we've seen it happen yeah. all season long, even even last year when he was in a little bit, um, he had some moments. So he's a guy that's inconsistent and of course play, he can play through it. It's possible, but I don't know. I just think at this point it might be best to leave, uh, leave Riley reef out there as the starter. Kind of let you know you hate seeing a guy lose his job to an injury, but you know with with Reef, I think he's a veteran. Like like, like you said, they had a chance to see Borm for you know seven games. You know that that's some good stuff on tape there, and then uh, let him kind of develop in practice here. So, so let's go over to the Dolphins, and again, not the Dolphins has a few more guys on her, but none of these guys are that big a deal. River Craycraft is out with an illness. You know, is River Craycraft? Is I'm, I'm not even sure how much he even plays because she got two of the best receivers in the game today on that Dolphin offense. So, you know, that's not that's not, that's not not a big miss here. Austin Jackson, of course, uh, he is their starting right tackle, uh, but he has not played this whole season. He got hurt in week one, was on IR, just came off IR, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, he's kind of in his ramp-up stage. Uh, they thought he could play, but he's doubtful. Uh, it's Trent Armstead starting left tackle. Come on. He's not going to miss this game. Uh, Eric Rose starting safety, he's questionable again. Uh, from what I understand, he's going to play Tanner Connors, a backup tight end. He's like, I think, number four on the depth chart. You know, he's not taking any uh reps from uh um, Mike Kosicki. And then uh, Jalen Phillips was a kind of an interesting one because he's a starting outside linebacker. Uh, he, he had a quad injury pop up at Friday's practice, he was a full go the entire week. Quad injury kind of pops up out of the blue, and now he's questionable. So, with a quad injury. That's kind of a tricky muscle there sometimes because, you know, if it tightens up, there's really not much you can do.
1: Well, and think back to Jalen, jo- Jalen Johnson, right? Yes. That was very similar. He all of a sudden had this limited participation when it came to his quad, and then he was out multiple weeks. Uh, it depends when in the practice it happens because technically, you know, for the first half, yeah, they were there. And then the second part, they couldn't play the rest of the practice. That's considered limited. So, we're going to have to see what's going to happen with those actives and actives because with Jalen Phillips, it's pretty much 50-50 at this point, uh, whether he plays or not.
0: It's interesting because normally I'd say, hey, if you're missing Phillips, that, that's that's a big loss because the Dolphins don't have the greatest pass rush anyway. Losing losing a guy like that off the edge is, is, is big for the Bears. But, of course, this week they went out and got Bradley Chubb and a big trade from the Dolphins, paid him like a 100-some million dollars. You know, Bradley Chubb, you know, uh, have you had a chance to see much of his, his Bronco film? I mean, do you think he's going to give them uh, an immediate boost here off the edge?
1: I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was not watching a lot of Denver Broncos over the last couple of years, especially this year. But, I mean, if you just go by stats, which is a not a great way to scout, but at a minimum, if you just look at it that way, uh, the Dolphins had, I believe, 21st-ranked pass rush going in going into this. And now, all of a sudden, you bring someone in who he's, he has, I think, five and a half-something sacks yeah. this year. He's uh, been active this year he's that's that's going to boost their with they what the they had a terrible pass rush before <laughs> it's going to be better than what they had um and that's the difference in like terms of position like take him versus like a corner right i mean corner it's going to be a lot different in terms of how you're playing with the rest of the secondary at this point it's like hey go get the quarterback so you'd imagine he's also going to be very active in this game on sunday cuz he doesn't there's not a lot of uh onboarding time when it comes to an out, you know defensive end outside linebacker
0: yeah, exactly. With a guy like, you know, him, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he gets in here. Cause like you said, you're asking him to rush the passer. So he doesn't know the playbook, but do you need to know the playbook when it's third and 10, get your ass in there, get after the quarterback. And we'll see what happens here. And of course you're working against uh, a guy like Braxton Jones on the left side. If that's where he lines up, Jones has struggled against bull rush. Bradley Chubb is, a, is the bull rush is part of his arsenal. Uh, so that's going to be interesting there. So, but you know, it should be a fun game. I mean, I'm not expecting to win, you know, but the Bears' offense the last two weeks they're showing some life here. Do you like what they're doing with Justin Fields and, and the running aspect they're they're incorporating now?
1: I personally love it. I mean, I get always get scared, especially whether it's a fan or whether it's as you know physical therapist uh, in terms of the injury chances. You know, are you getting? And he was always the guy that just constantly would not go down I mean think about it back in college when he tried that spin move and he hurt the ribs and then he did the spin move multiple times over the beginning last year and into this year and I think he's finally retired that move thank you he is getting down but it's opens up so many different things Uh, one thing that I really liked though uh, right after the Claypool trade when he had uh, hit his press conference I believe it was Courtney Cronin asked him do you believe that your running game helps boost your passing game and he just looked at her, and just was like, "No, those are two totally different things." Like, I like that because he's he's not just going to lean on. I'm a running quarterback. No, no, yeah. he he wants to throw the ball. He's a big game hunter. He wants to go downfield. He'll run because it's going to help, but it's not like his shtick.
0: I mean, since you mentioned Claypool, let's real quick. Let's end on Claypool. Uh, they did talk at the press conference today. Coach Ibruflu said ten to thirty five plays. We talked a little bit about Chubb. You know, hey, it's third and ten. Get, you know, just go after the quarterback. Claypool, he doesn't know the whole offense yet. He doesn't know the entire route, uh, all their all their route schemes they want to do here. But I'll tell you what, he, he can run a go route. You know, he can run a fade. He can go deep. I mean, that's what you want to see him do. And I think uh, we're going to see that a few times happen here in this game. So do you have any predictions as we get out of here for the game? I, th-
1: I think he may not get a ton of receptions. I mean, I would say like three would be like at my guess at most. Um, But what he's going to do is open up, hopefully... (laughs) Three (laughs) catches would be huge for the Bears offense. (laughs) It would be. That's why I'm even saying that, (laughs) tentatively, because most receivers don't get that. But at a minimum, he should open up for other players, right? You're going to see he's there, he's on the outside, and the Dolphins' defense should be like, we have to pay attention to him. So hopefully you're opening it up for Mooney, you're opening opening it up for Komet. And you can make it pretty easy on a new guy, right? I mean, you could give the normal play call and then be like, hey, by the way, tell Claypool to run a post. He's been been running posts since he was in middle school. So there's definitely ways that you can get him going without having to know the entirety of the playbook. I
0: saw a a quote from Darna Mooney. I I think it was in the athletic. Uh, He talked about how Claypool in practice has been mossing the, the bear defensive backs. And, you know, when you're six foot four 238 pounds and you got the kind of speed size and strength, that's something that, you know, bears fans haven't seen really since, uh, brandon marshall back in the day so it should be exciting um i'm like you i'm expecting to get out there a little bit man three catches would be great you know we'll see what happens here as far as the game goes i got the dolphins winning but i do think the bears offense is going to show something i put a little bit of money on the over this week i'm not a big gambler but i'm like i looked at that over i'm like man the bears offense has been 31 29 two weeks in a row dolphins defense uh, not the best but that Dolphin offense, man, I, I heard you, you You and Danny talked about it a lot on the show uh, y- yesterday, and, you know, how do you stop Waddle? How do you stop Hill? It's just uh, it's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, like you said, I would think it's going to be probably slow going again for the Bears. They score once, and then all of a sudden they fall off a cliff. But then the second half, they've been ramping it up. So I think the over is a pretty safe bet in this one because – same, and then we talk about their offense. I mean, literally both Waddle and Hill could go off for like 100 yards each in any given game. It's nuts.
0: Crazy. But That's it. Nice, short, quick show on a Friday night. Make sure you guys are all following Mason at West Sports PT. He has got a lot of really cool stuff on Twitter. Make sure you're always following him. Shoot him questions once in a while. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll answer there. He's, uh, he's on Twitter all the time. I see him there a lot. So uh, make sure you guys are all uh, subscribed to the channel. Subscribe to the uh, YouTube page as well. And until next time, bear down, my friends.